Hey there and welcome to podcast number three, nearly said video, podcast number three of 2023. We're going to be recapping because I just really want to know how you guys have got on in identifying your personal strength so that you can make it into that seed and that you have something to nurture and cultivate so that you can achieve those goals. So today I'm here to talk to you guys about identifying those personal strengths and setting yourself up for success. So are you ready to get the most out of life and reach for your full potential? Thought so. So let's start by talking about the importance of identifying those personal strengths. So for me, one of my personal strengths is photography. The other one is creativity because I can't stick with the the technical rules of um, good photography. (laughs) So I love capturing memories and moments and I can hold on to those forever. But sometimes I might add the creative element, which is um, I might play with them a little bit later, add some color that wasn't there or an extra dynamic. Do you know what? Sometimes that's even just the frame that they're in, but it still gives me a memory that I can hold on to forever. And it allows me to be creative and express my creativity and my feelings and emotions in the same way with the visuals that I just can't do with words. So it's a way for me to express myself in a tangible form. Um, Another strength of mine is planting the seed of ambition and willing to take risks. So I'm not afraid to take a chance and to go for something that I want because I know that there will be a reward for me or whoever I'm working with at the end. I'm constantly setting goals for myself, both small and large, and so that I can stay on track with pushing myself further and further. Often I find smaller goals when my energy levels are a little bit lower and will help me achieve those bigger goals. So it is a step by step and a layering process. And lastly, my most important strength is having faith in myself and others, the people that I'm working with, and to not be afraid of failure, failure on my behalf or failure um, if they don't achieve their exact results that they're looking for. Because everyone makes mistakes and the best part of that is that we can learn from them. If we don't try, we'll never know what we're capable of. So we have to have faith in ourselves and the people that we're working with and know that you can do whatever you set your mind to achieve once you have identified your personal strength. Those are just a few of my personal thoughts and strengths about myself. And by doing this, it might just open the doors so that you can make it individual to you. But there's so many more out there that are unique to each individual. We've all got our own seed. It's all unique to us. So take some time to really think about what the personal strengths are and how you can use them to set yourself up for success. So don't be afraid to embrace your strengths, to acknowledge your strengths and to put them in words and use them to reach your goals. I know it's easier said than done, but you can do it. Good luck, get out there and make your dreams come true and write it all down. Do it. How did you find identifying those talents of yours? I really do think that to gain a bit of power, 
it helps to focus on what you're good at. So what's going right for you? Um, and I know that changes as maybe year by year goes on or how you're feeling or what your environment is. But almost every discovery program that I've come across focuses on fixing a problem and figuring out where you went wrong. I am so much more drawn to the work of the likes of, um, what's his name, Donald O. Clifton, I think, who's hugely respected in the psychology field in the U.S., my goal is to learn how to identify strengths and focus on them. And this is similar to what I've uh, read that, that he has done. So I've been inspired by this group. And I feel it's great to build on what you're already good at. For me, by doing that, it gives me additional strength and motivation to move on. I don't neglect what needs to be worked on, but at least I can feel better about myself for identifying those talents and taking this mindset. So focusing on what you do best and what you're more likely to enjoy um, in terms of a project, a photography project that you're going to be working on. And I'll bet my bottom dollar that you'll enjoy it way more if you're actually good at the subject that you're working on. So enjoying your work means greater engagement, success and productivity. So it also, will, I would imagine, bring it that you might be more likely to share, rediscover, maybe even reinvent in the future this same project. So a kind of like a rinse and repeat um, type method. So there's a, there's a strategy and a method that develops once you focus and fi find and focus your, um, your strengths. So this is not always the case that you are to work on these focusing your strength type programs. So six times, you will get six times more engagement in your work if you're doing something that you're good at, apparently. <laughs> I, I like the idea, it works for me, so I'm sharing it with you. Um, I'm sure not everybody's the same, but this is what works for me and that's why I've chosen to share it with you. So we're told that we can achieve anything. As, as a kid, we're often told that we can achieve anything if you work hard enough. I'm not sure this is true. Um, maybe, maybe for some people, but on everything, it, it's not. I don't think it's always true. So this is why I find that it's even more important to identify your natural strengths because you can really build them into a superpower. I know we're told as kids and from childhood, that we can do anything that we put our minds to it. I even tell my own kids that. But I still want to find their strengths and then they can do anything with that strength that they can, um, sorry, that they nurture and then they put their mind to. I just don't say that bit, I don't go so deep. <laughs> but I prefer the thinking of finding your skills and natural ability and then nourishing and cultivating that seed that you have identified. So finding your natural strengths, ability. And this is for my, sorry, the dog's starting to bark. <laughs> this is, this helps my creativity in a much more satisfying way as well. So you can be a lot more with who you are already, identify who you are, embrace that, and really find your true meaning and work on those powers. 
So working in your uh, creative flow zone or strength zone doesn't, for me anyway, hasn't just happened. I've had to do a lot of research and looking and investigating into myself to find and be comfortable with what those strengths are. And one of the things that I, I don't know whether you've tried it, but it's a Myers-Briggs test. So apparently there are 34 um, personality themes. Now it's more accurate. The, there, are, there, there are other ways to then develop on this, which I have also done, but it's a very good starting point. It's a free test. It's Myers-Briggs. You can do it online. I, it's a very short, um, I think it's like 20 seconds per question because they want you to be spontaneous and um, answer the questions as quickly as possible. So you're not doing too much thinking as to what the right answer may be. It's more accurate in terms of your results. And when you do get your your um, consent, you're like your, your full up um, uh, response whenever you've done this, it's really good at like, helping you identify your strengths so that you can then focus on them. And this is often in a work setting. And, but I wouldn't just focus on that because you can bring this and you'll be in a better relationship with yourself, knowing what your strengths are, both in work, um, perhaps in your personality. So you can bring it into your relationships, uh, friendships, and then in identifying further down the line what your personal skills are or whenever you're working in um, perhaps a photo artistic way. So that's a very long winded way of saying try out the Myers-Briggs or there's another one. Um, I don't remember what it's called in a minute and then I'll tell you, but it's I think it's called uh, Strength Personality 201. So it's, it's also very good, but it's Myers-Briggs that I've always used. So it's still important to be aware of your weaknesses. So focusing on your strengths doesn't mean ignoring your weaknesses. However, it is essential to be aware of them and to make more accurate and quality decisions about how you plan a photographic project. So knowing what to shoot, knowing what you're good at shooting, knowing a location that is, um, that you're comfortable getting to, that you can bring whatever gear you need for the type of shoot that you have decided that you're good at to that location and that you will still have energy for that shoot. Your background equipment needed. It's just to know if you can tick the box on all of these in what you're good at, it will just help the overall experience, one, be more enjoyable and two, be, achieve much better results. So to work on your strengths and weaknesses will open up your options and develop your choices of skill set in the future. So it's kind of like seeing less potholes. Now, it, it can mean that you kind of fall into um, a routine of your safe net. That's OK, because we will then develop later on on breaking out of that again. So you have to find your strengths to then break out of them and make them a little bit more um of that parallel universe that we tend to do in the creative world. So to find your talent as a way of thinking and behaving and investing in what your energy is and what your power is. So action is the priority on this. So it's finding what your strength is 
and to take it and put it into functional action for whenever you actually are working on a photographic project. So identifying strengths, further down the line weaknesses, figuring out what you want to shoot, a location that works, that you're comfortable with, perhaps familiar with, a background that you're, uh, is simplified or that you're comfortable, familiar with. You will know what these things are because they are individual to everybody. So if you can have a little think about those. Now, when you start all that, your decisions are going to determine your path in life, in your photography. And the, it's difficult to know where, how and when to find your seed, your talent and then eventually your passion as well. So when you eventually get started, self-doubt, I've experienced this anyway, so self-doubt um, and many other internal and external factors get in the way of finding you and to letting that passion come through. The thing when you feel fear and many other kinds of resistance is that you're on the right path. So if you feel fear or if you feel like you're putting the brakes on a little bit, that is the one time you need to pay attention and to know that you actually are on the right path. So whenever you are pushing your boundaries and uh, treading new water, a new path. This is perfectly normal to feel a little bit uncomfortable because you are breaking those boundaries. So trust yourself. Trust me on this one. Just investigate those feelings and just just rest and digest um, how it is that, that you're feeling and why you feel that way. You don't need to overwhelm yourself now. This is one step at a time and that's perfectly good enough. It's okay to start with what you have as well. So especially when it comes to photography, we can like don't go focusing on what lighting, camera um, or whatever else is stopping you from taking action. Even if it's your your camera knowledge, you can stick it on auto just until you're or P, you just until you're comfortable. So you don't have to force programs or to figure it out immediately. Just take your time and step by step. This is about finding what you're good at, where your passion lies and what seed you should be nurturing. So it's a productive approach. And your definition of that, what you're good at or what your talent is, is crucial in finding it. And many people don't know what their passion is. And maybe that's because they haven't given themselves the time to hone in on their skills and to look beyond what may, in some cases, feel uncomfortable. So remember, if you're feeling if you're investigating yourself and thinking about what you enjoy, what where your goals might lie um, and what seeds you would like to nurture, look beyond the discomfort of answering your own questions. So you've got to really ask yourself deep questions. What do I like? What did I used to like? Your childhood self, your future self. So what are your beliefs as well? And what comes to mind? So once you have your passion and your talent identified, this is where it's all going to begin. So there's a lot of work to be done in this section. And it really does take getting a pen, 
and paper and writing down pretty much everything that you want to do. So when you identify the talent that you want to nurture, you're really, that's your seed. And you can say anything, like on this piece of paper, you can write down absolutely anything, any words, but you can't censor it. You have to just really put down everything that comes to your mind. Don't think, oh, that's not, don't, don't, don't think it. I'm not gonna put something in your head. Don't think it, just put whatever down on a piece of paper so that you can help identify what comes into your mind and then feel um, sorry, identify that talent. Because if you start to think while you're doing this, it's very easy to feel overwhelmed and overloaded. If you do feel a little overwhelmed, take try and take the thing, it's very easy for me to say, but try and take the thinking out of it and just know that it's a sign that you're breaking through a thought process and that you're changing a thought process. And it's a, it's really, it's, I kind of like to think of it as the gym, you know, whenever you, you start off training, it hurts, it hurts, it's tiring, and it's a lot of work. But taking that responsibility for your seed and nurturing it will really pay off. So write down, what would I have to do to follow my talent? So you have your, you have your list, and then write down, what would I have to do to follow my talent? You can also ask, what do others ask me to help them with? This can help reveal what others think you are good at. It may not be something that you want to focus on or something that you enjoy, but it does show what you're putting out there. So you've done the Myers-Briggs test, um, you have got that piece of paper, you've written down on that piece of paper um, everything that you want to do, relevant or not, or real or not, it doesn't matter, it's totally uncensored. And you've written down what you want to do to follow your talent, sorry, what you have to do to follow your talent. Now put that paper to the side and on a separate piece, write down your past interests. So this can be a really good predictor of your new ones or, or something that you might take up a second time round. It could be a passion or a talent or and something even sometimes it's something that's straight in front of us. So you need to ask yourself what are your interests or what were your interests? They're sometimes two totally different things and you're exploring your interest You've, you've explored your interests before. So it's really time to revisit yourself and to revisit again, but you have to do it uncensored, which is why it helps if you write these things down. So ask yourself what you really want. The hidden areas are valid. So it doesn't have to be your passion, but it can give you an idea. So you need to rest and digest on the answers that you've come up with. So when you were younger, I always wanted to be, well, I always wanted to be a photographer. Then think, here's another question to ask yourself. So the first question, when I was younger, I always wanted to be, then you can answer that question later. Another question, it's along the same lines. I secretly wanted to be, third question, if nobody told me what I would be when I'm older, I would have been. 
So think of these as, I know they're, they're quite childish, but this has helped me identify even something as simple as the color palettes that I like. And it can help you by identifying your personality, your likes, your strengths, because this is what it's all about, is finding that seed, the right seed within you that you can nurture. Go back, go back at any stage and pick a different seed and rinse and repeat and do the same thing again. But we've got the Myers-Briggs test, which is going to help you. Um, well, it helped me, so I would like to think that perhaps it helps you. And I believe the other one is Strength Finder 2.0. So everyone's personality out there is your seed and it helps to know more about ourselves. These can be biological, environmental factors and our seed do change over time. And I do believe that we have more than one seed in us. So it's to find that big primary seed and to nurture that bad boy as much as you can. So it's important to revisit this annually as well, because that seed will slightly change. And once you define down your strengths um, to one, three max, then this is some time to rest and digest those answers. Understanding your strength means that you're giving yourself a little extra power. And I suggest with starting using um, that Myers-Briggs test just to get the ball rolling, to start investigating yourself a little bit more, or the Strength Finder 2.0. And learning how to focus and find your strengths is a positive step towards finding what, what you're good at and where the attraction is to you and what system you can put in place. So we must still improve on our weaknesses, but it's a more positive and energizing way I find to work by focusing on our talents, to finding that seed so that we can nurture it. Once you've got yourself um, a little bit of knowledge, and this will be development knowledge, but a little bit of knowledge as to the things that, that you like or that you're strong at, and that you think you should focus on, it is, there, there will always be those little niggly things that come up that, um, that you aren't good at or that you're trying to avoid. And for now, I think the important thing is to not ignore them and perhaps make a separate little list. Don't think about that list. In fact, don't even look at it whenever you're writing it, if you can do that. <laughs> but it is important that we give ourselves um, a little bit of a, a learning uh, development course on the side once we've built up our strengths. So if something makes you sad, overwhelmed, overtired, just avoid these things for now. It's important, I believe it's important that you do that and that you just focus, that you put them to the side and that you just focus on your strengths. So if you've ever felt like giving up and it's just, it's just too much effort to find this seed and to find this energy and to find what it is that you're good at, remember why you started in the first place. So what was your wider hidden voice whispering to you? When you were a child, often it's, it's easier to pretend to be somebody that you're not. And now I find it, it's a little bit harder, but if you listen and if you do take that time to rest and digest, just think, what is that little hidden voice in you whispering? What's it saying that you would kind of really like to do? Now, if you can't specific, specify what it is um, particularly that you want to do, 
then at least give yourself some kind of little guidance. So try and take down all the boundaries, all the boundary walls, and what if you could gain insight into your goals and pretend that you could do absolutely anything, that there were no walls, that there were no walls, there were no um, boundaries. And the more you dream, the more this will stimulate creativity and it will push that seed a little bit further forward if you're having difficulty in finding it. One thing that I have always struggled with um, and it's something that I have to continue working, working on is the fear of failure. So often it doesn't really, it's not always just failing itself. It's the many things that go along with failing. So many times I didn't start a project um, or develop on an idea that I really wanted to do or that did spark that energy in me because it wasn't perfect. I didn't have I didn't have it perfectly aligned and all the things that we do are just when we when we stop ourselves are just the results for me anyway of fear of failure and it can be positive in some regards as it can prevent us from rushing into a decision it can make us planning a bit make us plan a bit better and make us whenever we do um follow through on the project that it's a much more um refined and defined um, results which can be much better quality so when you allow yourself to feel the fear of failure like feel it completely then you conquer it but you have to embrace it digest it and then you can begin your journey because i think you have to acknowledge that fear before you get started so ask yourself what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail and then ask yourself, what is failure to you? And allow yourself to feel that pain. But the important thing is you must move on. So feel it and move on. And it's at this stage then for me, once I do that, once I do that, the change begins with this passion. So change can begin once I have identified what's the worst case scenario. So in saying that, here's another level. So what makes your blood boil? We know your passion. What's your anti-passion? So what makes your blood boil? And what can you do about the situation? This helps when you have walls up and if you're trying to burst through those walls so you've got to it's like having the light with the dark you've got to figure out what your passion is and and what's the the anti-passion is that even a word what 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 are you against what's making your blood boil so we can't force pro progress but it's good to measure how well we're doing so the longer that you spend on us in a state of flow or in this state of creative flow this time it's really doing what you're passionate about and the more you can accomplish during that time even if it's not going to be something that you use or um, make public it's still something that is creating and nourishing that seed and will help you in the future 
because well, we're, we're always going to have doubts. They're, they're always going to be lurking. We're always going to have that little, well, I always have that little, I'm not good enough. And sometimes you can really be harsh on yourself. So, and, and this is something that's stressful, annoying, and it's something that we have to keep working on. I anyway have to keep working on it to try and overcome. I do know, and I have worked with um, many photographers and artists that don't ever get this feeling, um, apparently, and I just don't get that because I, I always have it. So try and figure out where your stresses are, um, try avoiding them in many regards if you can, and try asking yourself, how does not knowing what I want stop me from taking the next step? So setting those goals, figuring out what you don't want, figuring out what you do want, and then setting those goals. Now, all this will make you more successful. Just showing up itself will make you more successful. Identifying your strengths and nurturing them will make you more successful. But there is even more work to do once you are successful. <laughs> so don't let that put you off. But it is another challenge. And you know what? It's an exciting challenge. But do build on your supports because that's something that you're going to need the more that you develop down this line. So what are the advantages of living a passionate life for you? What is it? Your dreams, they can, they can look scary sometimes from the outside. But that's okay too. What would you do if you weren't afraid to follow what sparks your energy? What would you do if any door could open right now what action would you take would you stay where you are would you have a look through the door or would you rest and digest so imagine you've made your goal happen now you're yet to identify your goal you've yet to identify your strengths i'm sure so don't worry too much about this just just imagine that door for now you don't need to take any action on it and what would you do with these uh, strengths? It's important to show where your priorities lie. So you have strengths, you've identified them, you've nurtured them, and you now have opportunities in front of you. Those opportunities often bring money as well. So if you have financial success that comes with your achieved goals, what would you do with that? Where do your priorities lie? Would you buy a load of shoes or would you work on yourself? If your first instinct, instinct is not to build on yourself, then maybe you need to think about why that's so. Let me try and sum all that up for you. So nobody lives forever and you only have one chance at this so you may as well get what really floats your boat. What's sparking your energy? Let's find what it is that you love and make those change to, changes in you to make it happen. So let's put the work in and I know that you'll feel more fulfilled, you'll achieve better goals and you'll by taking action here and now, you will feel better, achieve your goals, and be a better photographer.